Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's going on, everybody? Now, before I start today's very special episode of Strictly Hip Hop, the Detroit 2 Big Sean album review with my man, Chris, a.k.a. Animal Brown of the On Deck TV podcast. This was a great, great conversation. I feel like we we touched on not only the album, but so much more of uh, of the Big Sean story. That's the, the connection with Detroit and all of that it was just such a great great conversation i I really think this is honestly one of my favorite album reviews i've ever done so i won't make the intro long um i'm gonna be doing some nba playoff updates as always Uh, gonna get tim probably back on in a little bit to talk uh lakers clippers series if that even happens anymore because somehow denver nuggets keep forcing the game seven i don't get it but here we are. Um, so, so that'll obviously be something that happens within the next uh, couple of days to a week. And then, of course, I'll be getting into the Eastern Conference Finals. I uh, did a little bit of a preview of that, but not too in not too in depth. So, be talking about those matchups as they get as they happen. And also, as far as hip hop side, I'm working on some things. I'm brainstorming some things. So, the next hip hop piece is to be determined. Um, I'm going to be doing some collaboration with some other networks and other people, so stay tuned for that. Um, again, the best way to stay up to date on all of this is my Instagram and Twitter. That's at Chris Platty, C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. I know you know how to spell real, everybody. Now, let's get to today's episode, Detroit 2, Big Sean album review featuring my man, Animal Brown of the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Hope everybody is doing well. Returning to the podcast is my good friend, Animal Brown, one half of the On Deck TV podcast. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good, all things considered, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing great, all things considered. That's the best way to answer that. That's the best way to answer that question these days, I swear, man. But, uh, Absolutely. I feel like everybody probably thinks that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad to have you on this one because this is Big Sean, Detroit 2 album review. Had to get my Detroit aficionado <laughs> on the podcast here. And, uh, you know, before we got out of the podcast, we were talking about some Pistons and how we wish the East, how the Pistons were better in the East because the East is just trash this year. But, yeah. uh, man. Yeah. Man, did you Pistons, hear? Pistons were trasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were more trash. <laughs> but we were Cleveland. That's true. 
That's I'll true. Always, I'll always hold, hold that. I'll always hold that. But uh, no, I actually meant to bring this up when we were talking off air about the Pistons. But uh, did you hear that? My uncle told me that there was a there was a little thing floated around, like a little fan thing. But uh, but uh, the idea of Milwaukee trading Bledsoe to Detroit for Blake Griffin. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> how do I sit? How do I hang up the phone fast enough? Yeah, I was just about to say, like I. I <laughs> I'd flush my phone down the toilet yeah. if if I could. That, that's no, no, thank you, thanks, but no thanks. Are are you legally allowed to block another front office's calls? <laughs> you should be if they call you with something as asinine as that. You should be allowed to do that. Man, one day the pisses will be good. I swear that's my that's my joke at where I work at. I wear a Detroit Pistons mask, and uh when everybody when everybody says oh cool mask i like it i'm like yeah thanks but by the time uh by the time the pisses are good again we won't be wearing masks that's a promise yeah yeah exactly we've got a good several years until we get we get our shit together hopefully man we'll see what this draft does i got my fingers crossed yeah man hoping for the best as always but all right we're here to review big sean's detroit 2 album the sequel to his mixtape detroit this is his fifth studio album, his first full-length LP since 2017's I Decided, which me and you were both big fans of. Uh, mm-hmm. It's projected to do 115,000 first week. I don't think we have the uh, I don't think we have the official number in yet, and uh, it has gotten generally positive reviews so far from from uh, the aggregates like uh, like Metacritic and stuff. It, it's gotten good reviews. So let's talk about initial expectations, Animal Brown. We're, we knew Sean was coming for a while. We we knew that he was originally planning to, to drop at the top of the year. And now here we are, you know, months later, there's a whole COVID thing that put a lot of music artists. This is one of the first big hip-hop releases of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your initial expectations coming into this? Yeah, I was looking forward to not only this Sean album, but this year in hip-hop, period. Yeah. Uh, thought we were going to have a lot of A- a-listers, big dogs coming out. It was going to be a pretty top-heavy year. Mm-hmm. Of course, COVID uh, derailed that. and But it, it kind of worked out because this Detroit 2 came out almost to the day of the anniversary of the Detroit mixtape. So yeah. um, he, we, we know he had probably had plans to drop a little bit earlier, but I think it, it worked out in the end. But I was excited, man. I was a big fan of that I Decided album. Uh, I was a big fan of Dark Sky Paradise. Uh, not so much the Metro Boomin' Project, but I was looking forward to his next solo join and and listen, I I was here for it, man. I couldn't wait. Uh, I went to a show of his like maybe a year or two ago when we you know were back outside, <laughs> and he put on a really really good show. So that made me even more of a big Sean fan. So I was looking forward to his next body of work, and uh, I'm glad it's finally here. Yeah, I'm kind of low key mad that you brought the Metro Boomin thing because that's something everybody skips. Uh, that was just a little, a quick little, a quick little thing he put out, you know. Uh, but but up until that point, he was on a roll. I even liked the 2088 a lot. I still love that. Yeah. I was listening to that um, a couple weeks ago, actually. So yeah, I was looking forward to this, obviously for for a lot of reasons with with Big Sean and that number one, it's been so long since we heard him, and the last two projects, like you said, Dark Sky Paradise. And uh, I decided three, if you want to include 2088, I liked those three a lot from Big Sean. Uh, I liked a lot of his features that he did, which were few and far between in the years. But I just, I was a, I'm a Big Sean fan. And I knew that after hearing an artist like him or having an artist like him go away for three years, I was very excited to see, you know, what, what exactly was going, 
what exactly he was going to deliver because in three years, that's a long time in an artist's life. And Big Shaw made it clear that a lot was happening in his life because, Mm -hmm. you know, through the interviews with your boy Joe Budden, of course, the pull-up, and many other interviews and just public statements, uh, Big Sean really said that, you know, hey, I went away because a lot has been going on in my life personally. And Mm -hmm. that made me very excited for Detroit too because – I felt like with a lot of people, there was this weird disconnect. Like when I was in Atlanta last summer for the for the On Deck live show, which was a, a blast. Shout out to you guys. Uh, sure. One of the things I was recording in the Dead End Studio is when we were talking about the, the, the disconnect that Big Sean had with Detroit. And this mm. was a conversation that I also had on my podcast with my friend, good friend Kalo. What he reviewed, I decided. And we talked about, you know, the fact that, Detroit has this guy that's super popping that's has a lot of plaques, a lot of commercial success, a lot of uh a, a lot of talent and reps the city in a positive light. He may not embody the city fully, but mm-hmm. he but he wants to and strives to represent Detroit in a great way. Like we should be claiming this guy more than we do. And that was an interesting disconnect. So to fast forward to now and my initial expectations, I had really high expectations because it sounded like we were going to get Sean being personal. It sounded like he was in a much better mental space. And I mm. was hoping that that would be the missing link for a lot of people who are yet to connect with Big Sean, especially on a Detroit level. Yeah, I, I agree. That That's a conversation that we had on the podcast as well. And I always think it's interesting, man. You, I, I, on, on one half, I get it. On the other half, I don't. Yeah. Um, people want somebody that they feel that they can relate to. So I, I understand it on that end. But then sometimes you got to kind of put that to the side if somebody is uh, representing in, in a positive manner. Now, if he was just a clown, then yeah. I would then, then I would understand it. Or if he was, you know, faking or whatever you want to call it, then I would get it. But I, I don't get those vibes from him. No, um, I was a little bit of, uh, afraid of this album when he started releasing those singles last year and nothing really stuck. Oh yeah, uh, that I was a little afraid. I think he had one with uh, ASAP Ferg that was okay. Yeah, he had a like single again, which was cool. Like it was, it was okay, but nothing really uh, uh-huh. caught on. And so I was like, eh, like, uh, what are we gonna get when we get this Detroit too? I was a little yeah. bit of afraid, man. But uh, it, it, my my fears were quickly uh, washed away when I when I hit play on this. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Uh, let's do just just before we fully get into it, though. I want to just outline what is a what is a highly highly regarded collection of talent i mean this is like he's been hanging out with Khaled too much man he's got too many <laughs> he's got too many connections he's got hit boy on here dj dahi he's got key wayne of course mike will uh he's got a lot of just production credits from a lot of greats uh mustard boy wonder uh a hell of a like he's got so many and then of course the features janae aiko ty dow sign post malone nipsey um, you know, Anderson Pack, Wale, Young Thug, Travis Scott, a couple times. Again, Diddy, like, you know, he has just so many, and then he has and then he has, of course, he has Erica Baidu, Stevie Wonder, Dave Chappelle doing the skits, Lil mm-hmm. Wayne. I mean, and then he's got the Detroit Cypher with T Grizzly, Cash Dog, Cash Kid, Payroll, 42 Doug, Boldy James, Drago, Sada Baby, Royce, Eminem. He's got Dom County on the outro. I mean, this is a stacked, stacked project. That's another thing, actually, I do want to ask before we get into it, uh, because I saw that that was a little bit of a conversation with, um, and I had a conversation with my good friend, James Edwards of The Athletic, and 
uh, when the track list was revealed, were you scared that there was that many features in production credit or no? Not at all. No, I I saw the track list and then it looked good to me. It didn't yeah. look like it was too much. Uh, I understand that Big Sean can hold his own. Uh, some people rely on features because, mm-hmm. you know, they're limited or they're, you know, maybe they're a Jim Jones. They're older. They don't have as much to say. So, you know, you're going to get a feature on every track to ease some of the heavy lifting. But I think Big Sean is capable. Uh, I know he's a capable artist. So, no, that I didn't shy away from that at all. If anything, it made me more excited. I wanted to I wanted to hear him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I think Sean is one of those dudes that, you know, I mean, we saw it with Control, we saw it with Holy Key, and not just to name the Kendrick ones, but Sean is a guy that likes to um especially if you go to the good the good music, you know, posse cuts. Like Sean mm-hmm. is one of those dudes that when he's around other greats, he takes that challenge seriously. Yep. You know, and he and he likes to pride himself on being able to step up to the table and have the dopest verse or, you know, go bar for bar with Wayne, two chains, whoever whoever is in the vicinity. So I so I was also not concerned about it. And the fact that it was a longer album didn't necessarily scare me. It normally does, but again, the fact that Sean was away for three years. Uh now I know that all these songs were created over the course of three years. This was probably mostly done within the last nine months to a year. But yeah. uh, but he spent a lot of time. I mean, three years is a long time to really find your sound, figure out what you want to do, figure out your approach for an album. So I wasn't concerned about that. But let's jump yeah, me into neither. let's jump into the uh, let's jump into the tracks. I'll let you kick it off. What's the first track you want to highlight off this album? Man, we'll kick it off early in the project, man, with uh, Lucky Me. Okay. Um, I think this is a consensus across the board when people talk about this album that this is a fan favorite. Yep. Um, I love records that transition from mellow to turnt, um, or even in some instances, vice versa. Yeah. Um, I think uh, YBN Corday had a record on his album called Broke as Fuck that kind of did this in reverse. Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, even uh, even Logic, um, he had a record called Anxiety that started off real mellow and then kind of turned up. I really like that, and, and I think this was a dope record. Uh, the trans it transitioned very well, mm-hmm. and I like him using the phrase "lucky me" in two different ways, right? So he's yeah. speaking literally when he says, you know, he was lucky from getting past that heart condition, yeah. uh, but then he also uses it more sarcastically when he's, you know, we're in the huddle and it's like it's on you and it's like, oh, okay, great, lucky me, you yeah. know, <laughs> pressure's what I eat. So I, I think people can relate to that, and that's a that's a familiar theme for me throughout the album is relatable lines, relatable mm-hmm. concepts, relatable bars. Um, and then on top of that, the first degree triple entendre at the beginning was super tough. Yeah. Um, this is Big Sean at his finest on here, in my opinion. This is a, a easily one of my favorite records on here. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with everything you said there. And I like even how, um, how again, there's that energy beat switch. And then he brings it back. Um, yep. that's something that I really liked, like, uh, on games born to rap when he did that with 21 Savage on the code, right. Mm. Where he kind of, he kind of gives 20, he has a very like mellow old school beat. And then 21 comes in and it changes to this dirty, grimy Atlanta beat. And then it comes yep. back at the end. Uh, I like that Sean did that there on this one. And I love, uh, again, I love how this is early in the track list. I like how in, in a, in a track list that was very feature heavy, he starts out the first two songs, with just him and this is the second of the two and mm-hmm. i like that he got personal like he he had the line about the heart disease which i, I i'm a sean fan and i and i'm pretty well versed in his catalog but i don't remember him mentioning that before yep uh, me neither 
and the fact that you know he said he was diagnosed with a heart disease at 19 but the line how he brings it back to saying you know that's how i know western medicine was weak that was that was a really hard bar i enjoyed that a lot like you said the first degree triple entendre he had at the beginning this to me is probably there's four uh four solo big sean songs on here this is probably the best of them uh i would Mm. say pretty comfortably to me and agree and yeah it's just a it's just a great record i like that it's put uh i like that it's put early in the early in the record uh it kind of gives everybody a a good glimpse into where sean is at and like you said it was just very relatable and i like how he's using the lucky me and double and 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 two-sided i i love this record man it's it's definitely a standout it's one that on a record that has a lot of records to choose from i i find myself mm-hmm. often showing people this one as one of the first records agreed yeah this, like i said this is sean at his finest if, if someone had never heard of big sean in their life for whatever reason and we're playing this album and i and i need to play one song for them to kind of understand who he is i think this is probably the closest especially being one of the few solo joints this, this record is fire period now let's go to another record of uh, of mine now, and this one is one that uh, isn't exactly fully uh, Sean solo, but it's mostly Sean, and that's everything that's missing. Mm. And this one, I love the little clippy intro to the beat, then the way the piano comes in, it just gets taken over by the saxophone that's like buried in the back, but then rises up for the hook. Sean's vocals are are vulnerable, and there's powerful bars on here. It's just perfectly placed in the album right at the start of the middle of the album, and it's sandwiched between two high-energy single-type records, Zen the Fuck Out, and what was the one before? Oh, Harder, oh, than, harder my than My Demons. So, yeah, so uh, to put it between two kind of commercial records uh, is, is, a really, is a really good... I just like how it's positioned in the album. I like everything about this record, and this is a record that... I know, again, I wouldn't show... There, there's a particular type of person I would show this record to uh, early in, mm. if I was showing them, you know, my favorites off Big Sean, but this is for sure one of my personal favorites off the album. I, I love it so much. Yeah, no, that's a fire record. And I, uh, that last verse may be one of my favorite verses from him on the album. Like, he just... He was in his bag on that one. That's that's a fire record for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I I just really enjoy everything about it. That I I again, I can't I can't overstate enough how the how the the beat is so is so uh spacey and so just laid back and then that you you hear that saxophone if you got headphones in, you hear it and then it just rises up for the hook and it like comes to the front of the beat and it's just it's so good, man. I I I love that record. That record is a very very dope record to me. Uh what's Absolutely. another record that you want to highlight? I'm not going to go too far from Lucky Me. I'm going to go to number three, Deep Reverence. Man, this was a, tr- a joint that was previewed during the Hit Boy Boy Wonder Versus battle, uh, which seems like years ago, but it was only just a couple of months. Um, I've been looking forward to this record ever since Hit Boy played it on the battle. And, I'm man, normally I'm against dropping hype records, you know, before your album is released. Uh, it It sometimes can come off as you may know something about your album lacking and so to kind of garner some some cheap buzz you throw out the record you know that's super hyped up that everybody wants to hear but i, I didn't get that vibe from this i think he kind of uh 
kind of saw what the internet was saying and people were really asking for this. They really wanted it. Yeah. And so he decided to go ahead and give it to us a little bit earlier. And, and I checked it out when he dropped it earlier. And I'm usually against that too. Me too. Uh, when it's an album I'm looking forward to, I usually like to listen to them as a whole mm-hmm. uh, body of work, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't cheat myself and listen yeah. to this. I mean, and skip this when I had to listen to it. Love the production, more personal bars uh, regarding he and Janae losing the child, kind of yeah. the reason behind the Kendrick beef. Um, and even some suicidal thoughts in here, man. So I, I yeah. thought that from from Nipsey kicking it off and mm-hmm. kind of him taking it away with almost double, triple the bars, um, I thought it was dope. My favorite line on here is actually Sean's opening line uh, when he says, I got pressure on me seven days a week. It's game seven on me. I, I was yeah. like, shit, <laughs> like that shit. Like, bro, like it's, it, it's just dope. Uh, who knows how this would have turned out if Nipsey would have still been here. Maybe it would have been formed a little differently, but yeah. um, I dig the Nipsey clip at the end, and I hate oh, that yeah. we were kind of robbed of a Nipsey and Payroll collab. Oh, I think man. it would have been a nice joint. So uh, I, I love this song. <laughs> Again, yeah. I played it early. I was like, man, let me just run it one time. And then I ended up listening like six times. Yeah, you know what I mean? me too. <laughs> it's like potato chips, man. I couldn't just I couldn't just get one. I had to keep listening, so... Uh, but this fire still rides even after me wearing it out before the album came out. I still listen. It's heavy. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, so I am like you. I try to, especially when I know a record and album's coming, yep. I, I try to avoid the singles. I want to get, I want to always just try to get as many tracks in, in the first listen as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Big Sean ultimately, the thing that I did like that he said um, regarding to deep reverence was like you said, it was very highly anticipated. Um, a lot of people were, were just ready to hear this record, but the yep. reason he, he released it as a single was he said that it felt right to give Nipsey his own moment, you know? Mm. And I, and I really liked that. I really thought that that was a very good way of looking at it um, yep. because it was just so like when the, when the song first cuts on, it's just like, it's just like, man, it, it felt so good to hear Nip's voice again. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the fact that he, he reassured us that this was something that wasn't posthumously put together. This was something that Nip recorded before he passed. And obviously, Sean went back and touched up his verse. Or sure. I think he honestly probably rewrote the whole thing because very early in the verse, he he talks about, you know, after what happened to Nipsey, he reached out to Kendrick. Yep. I think so. I think he probably redid the, the whole entire verse, honestly. But yeah, probably. Um, Either either way, uh, I I just love it. Uh, the 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 thing about him and Janae was very shocking. Again, this comes right after Lucky Me, where he's talking about a heart disease, and it's just like. And, and I'm listening to this album with my best friend for the first time, which I always do. Me and my best friend who love rap, we just we always sit every Thursday night. We listen to the drops, mm-hmm. and when we were doing this, we both looked at each other and we're both like, okay, wow, like this is not. A, a, a normal Big Sean project, like he is now. This is now two tracks in a row that he has given us some very, very like deep details. This isn't just yep. simple things. And then, and then, like you said, it goes on to say, you know, the stuff about Kendrick, and then the stuff about um, the stuff about having suicidal thoughts. And my favorite bar isn't because it's it's such a crazy line, but it's just the way it hits. It, mm-hmm. it hits home to to just my wiring of thinking, and it's and it's right after the it's right after the part about being on the island surrounded with suicidal thoughts, where he says, mm-hmm. you know, how how the fuck are there people that never met me that hate me? Yep. Like, do they understand that I meditate daily and I feel like my life purpose is to give inspiration? Like, 
that yeah. just hits me like that just hits me as somebody that like dude how can you ever it, it, it blows my mind that people can just hate on somebody that they don't really know like that at all like yep. you could say somebody's music isn't your taste whatever fine but dog like it, that that just made this that just made me feel a certain way as somebody that you and I both aspire to be in a in in, in the public light. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can relate to that. You know, I mean, the the people on the internet saying that you know they think you're whack or whatever, and it's right. just like, dude, you don't know me personally. Like, I'm sure <laughs> if you met me personally, we would have no issues. Yeah, people people just think they know you, and yeah. um, you know, and that's the easy route. Just go on the perception. That doesn't take much thought. Yeah, and uh, it's just lazy, and I and I and I think it hit especially coming from him, who yeah. probably gets a lot of that, oh, um, yeah. for you know reasons whatever you know. But I so I think I think that's another reason it hit home. But super dope bar. He's got several quotables on oh, this yeah. song and album for for that matter. Yeah, I mean every every song. If we're if we're being honest, if we want to make this a three hour podcast, has quotables. Yep. But that's um, a fact. <laughs> let me jump to another one of mine here. Uh, I'll go with, okay, I'll go with the Janae record since we kind of talked about Janae. So there's the time in song with, uh, with a little like cool intro from Keith Sweat, (laughs) but it's a, it's a traditional Sean and Janae. Like it, as soon as I heard it, it reminded me exactly of, uh, same time on, I decided his last album. Mm. And I looked at, at, and I looked at my friend and my friend was like, was like you know i feel like janae wasn't really a part of that record and i'm like yeah you know what i that's how the last one was too on the last album that that janae was on and that mm. she essentially just does like background vocals over a lusty in, instrumental that's kind of like a like an interlude it's used to kind of just smooth out the pace of the album a little bit yeah uh, I, I don't know why he does this i mean is it to showcase his own vocal vil- abilities does he not want it to be like 2088 ish where it's like more of a balance but either way, I, I like Sean's vocals on here. His singing actually sounds a little rough at first, but it grew on me with more plays. <laughs> it's solid. I don't like it. It's the worst of the two Janae records on here. But mm. I but I do I, I do generally like this song and it's it's not a, a standout favorite favorite to me. And I right. think that Sean and Janae could definitely do better than this record, but it's good, man. And it, uh, for me personally, I, I might be biased, but it's hard for Sean and Janae to miss with me. Yeah, now they have good chemistry, and even like you said, it's the vocals start off just a little bit, eh, a little bit cringe worthy. But yeah. um, she smooths it out, and by the end of it, it's like okay, it's at, it's at least listenable. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not. I'm not skipping it. I'm letting it ride. Yeah. Um, it may not be you know my top couple of joints, but it's not just complete trash either. Right. It's a cool vibe. Um, I'm surprised they haven't done another project together. Uh, it worked so well the first time. Um, yeah. That's kind I think of another like one a, is coming. Kind of a cult following. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that cult. I'm in yeah, that cult. Yeah. No, it was, no, it was it was a good project, man. They they make yeah. good music together. Janae Janae actually sounds good with artists, with like rappers. You know what I yeah, mean? Like she I don't does. know. She she she's got a specific vibe that just works in kind of how hip hop sounds in 2020. So um, it, I, I like that song though. But again, you you were spot on. It's it's got a rough patch at the beginning, but it's actually a solid record, though. Yeah, once you settle into Sean's, like, okay, this is what he's doing, you right. know? Like, the first, like, couple notes, you're just like, are you okay? Like, yeah. 
and then and then you kind of then you kind of sell it. Okay, okay, this is actually what he's doing. Okay, this ain't bad. This this is all right. And then and then you got Janae, the ultimate cheat code, doing vocals in the background to kind of just like hide you. Like I think yeah. of, I think of that Davies record alone with Jacques, how like Davies kind of sings a little bit at the end, but like you got Jacques singing too, so it kind of like Davies can't sing, so it kind of just like masks his singing a little bit. That's kind of what was going on here. Yeah, man, you gotta hide. Sometimes you can just hide behind the, you know, the professional, the one that actually knows what they're doing, and, and yeah. you can experiment a little bit and see how you sound. Yeah, yeah step outside your cover zone. But all right, what's what's another record you want to highlight on here? Uh, the next joint, man, I want to talk about is Lithuania with Travis Scott. Um, all right, so I'm a big fan of both of these artists, and I was hyped for this song uh, for that reason. Then there was an IG clip that Sean had put up of them in a the studio. Uh, w- uh w- with just the intro to it which added gas to i was like oh yeah this shit is about to be crazy yeah. and but then when i heard the record after the initial like opening beat i hate what they did to the drums on travis's like i absolutely hate those drums right there they to me they don't match his style and then on top of that Travis Scott wasn't saying anything. Like he wasn't talking about anything. So I was like, um, what is this? Sean comes in, they switch the drums up in his verse, and he makes it more salvageable because he's actually talking about something. But I had really high hopes for this record. And it just it it didn't work for me. Uh it was a letdown. I still listen to it. But if I could just skip the first 60 seconds and go straight, but listen to the first 10 seconds, skip the next 60, and then just go to Sean's part, and I'm I'm cool with it. But Travis mm. let me down, man. Fred, McDonald's meal, Travis, and everything, dude, he let me down. I was yeah. not loving it. This was like ordering a a, a Travis burger completely plain. Hey, no, 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 no condiments, no, no nut, no ketchup, no, no onions, no pickles, no nut, no, nope. no sauce. Yeah, I. I agree. I agree with you. I like the record. It, it's funny because like when I first off the first list of what I do is I throw all the immediate favorites on a playlist of my 2020 favorites that I then mm-hmm. narrow down to uh, to 100. And I do this every year. But uh, when I throw it on, Lithuania was one of the only first songs that I didn't throw. And I kind of was like, I kind of was like, wait, why didn't I like this? So then when I was <laughs> listening back to it more and more, I was like, Wow, okay, I really enjoy Sean's verse. Uh Trav's verse is it bad? Is it just is it just normal Trav? Like <laughs> what's going on here? And it, it took me a while to really piece together why I don't exactly love uh Travis's part on it. And it's just it's just at this point it's too astral worldish. I'm kinda mm. like I am kinda like Travis is just like every record that Travis is on sounds the same for the most part. This is mm. one that actually sounds honestly a little bit more different than most records but i mean you go to like the ones he had on both of the future the last two future albums the yeah. one on two chains album like those literally sound like they just took the astral world sound and then like made it like okay this is how this is a this is a song for travis you know what i mean and yeah. this one did feel a little different but it just again travis didn't bring what i wanted him to uh, Sean did though. Sean absolutely killed it, and I, yeah. and I, and that really saved the song to me. So I actually liked the song. I wouldn't put it among my favorites on the record, but I I do like it because I really really like Big Sean's verse. Agreed. He bodied it. Um, Travis has one of those styles where 
when he does a feature, like the production style has to go with it. Yeah. And so it can be overpowering to yeah. a future or a two chains or whoever he's hopping on because it's usually more catered to his style. Yeah. And then it ends up just sounding like a Travis Scott record featuring somebody else. And yeah. this one, you're right. It doesn't quite have that, you know, pour like poured over it, but it just, it, his part just does not connect with me. And I, and I, again, I yeah. rock with Travis and I, yeah, I was me like, too. yo, what? I, I got, I don't know. Maybe my expectations were too high. Um, I should just I mean, stay off Instagram. And... Well, here, here's a here's a question for for you then, because I think I think I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Are are we at a point where we're starting to get a little Travis fatigue? Mm, it might, it, hey, listen, we knew the time was going to come. It might be here. Yeah. Like that might be it. It might be like, okay, man, like it's it's a little Wizard of Oz ish. Like it's not it's not yeah. really much to behind the smoke. Uh, even though I did I will say I did like the Jack Boys EP though. I thought that shit was fire. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, um but this is just this sounds like something that, that was a throwaway and Sean was like, Oh, yeah. just, let me get that one in. Because uh, this one doesn't doesn't work, man. It was it was stale. Yeah, I think what Trav needs to do is I think Trav needs to um, I think where I'm at with the whole fatigue thing is like it's a fatigue when it comes to features. Like I still listen back to Astro World, I like it. I listen back to Birds, I like that more than I feel like most Trav fans. I like Rodeo, like I like his stuff, but yeah, um, you know, there's not really many features that I really really like from Trav. Like one of the only ones I really like is the Hot Remix. That's, that's fire. Like one of, that's yeah. one of the only Trav. Uh, features in the last like year that I that I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy. So to it's me, I point. think I think he needs to I think he needs to go away. Like I think he like that sounds yeah. mean to say, but you know what I'm saying. Like I think he needs to make us want to miss him more. Even though he doesn't really do that many features, he it does seem like he does uh, a little too many to where to a point where it's like, all right, if you're not gonna be very different, then just straight up just just sit this one out and we'll come <laughs> back to you when it's when it's your album time cuz it's been a long time i mean people are starting to get ready for a Travis Scott album yeah. and i'm really not because i've gotten like eight mid features the last like year two years yeah man it's, it, they've just been okay like i mean he he had a nice um you know, peek in on the on the uh, Jay Electronica and Jay Z joint, like you know, he's yeah. kind of stuck his head in on that. But other than that, though, it's yeah, it's been quiet, dude. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, do we got anything more to say on this song, or do we want to jump to another? Oh uh, no, we can go your turn, man. All right, let's go to the let's go to the outro. So still, I rise. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first listened to this, I looked at my friend and I said. I assume Sean heard Born to Rap too and reached out to Don Kennedy because mm. it doesn't it doesn't sound like Born to Rap. Born to Rap has a very and I'm not the greatest at like describing sounds. I I, I wish I was a lot better at it, but uh, but Born to Rap, you know, just has that feeling, right? It has that sound that's like signature to it. Like the whole album kind of feels like one album. Um, it, it feels it feels very very unique and very uh, very to it one of one mm-hmm. but when it comes to still i rise which dom kennedy executive produced born to rap when dom kennedy comes on here it doesn't it doesn't sound like born to rap but it just has that feeling there and that was very that was very cool to me because i like born to rap a lot 
Yep. But um, I love Sean's verse on here. The spoken word at the end was really dope too. Um, I think that's a good way for Sean to end it because uh, Sean just has this way, after giving us a whole album of motivational, personal, introspective bars, it was good for him to just, it, it, it was a cool way for him to just sit over a beat with trumpets and kind of like talk for a second. Yeah. So, I enjoy, so I enjoyed that, but I do wish that this had a second verse to it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I can I can understand that. And listen, I said this when um, Born to Rap came out. I said he brought back Dom. He brought Dom back to life. Yeah. Because um, I'm not a Dom fan. I I thought that his style has been kind of taken and done better by other people. Right. Um. And but with those with those Born to Rap features, I said, yo, okay, he's in his bag. He sounds rejuvenated. And just like you said, I guarantee that was the inspiration behind reaching out and, and, and of course, probably the hit boy connection too, being on the West coast, right, but sure. I, I'm sure that he was like, Oh yeah, I can do something with that. And he did his thing on here. I thought it fit great. What's funny. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I listened to this for the first time on a road trip headed back from Nashville and on Apple music, the very last track is the harder than my demons video. Right. Yeah. So I'm listening, and this goes off, and then something else comes on. I'm thinking to myself, why didn't he just end it with that? Like that would have been the perfect <laughs> ending to the album. And I'm, and then I see that it's oh shit, okay, it's harder than my demons video. Okay, good. Yeah. He didn't he didn't blow that. That's how you end the project. I thought the uh, production on there was strong. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what those are, horns or what I don't know oh. what that is. So fire <laughs> though. Um, like it, it gives me you know halftime band type shit. Like I I, I dug it a lot. Um, that song did another verse would have been on point, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'll take a less is more approach with that one. And I, I thought it ended. That, that's how you end the project, because to be fair, we are at 21 tracks at that point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, leave us one more. So we run the album back, man. I think it worked. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a that's a very good counter to it. It's just to me, the first verse was cool. Like he had a lot of bars, but like. The fact that he, like, went back and forth between, like, his girl and, like, just, like, some traditional, like, motivational, like, end of the album raps. Yeah. Like, I kind of wanted him to focus in a little bit more. Agreed. Um, and kind of, and I thought that, like, a second verse could have done that. But I, I guess you're right when you look at it that way. And, and I'm glad that you spoke to the Harder Than My Demons thing because I'm, like, OCD when it comes to, when it comes to, like, how Apple Music, like, puts my uh puts like albums in my library and stuff and mm-hmm. i don't like to see that like oh do you want to add the complete album so like <laughs> i always so i always add it and then it just annoyed me that that harder than my demons video just kept coming up so much because there were times when i throw it off shuffle and the harder harder than my demons would play twice <laughs> or whatever and it's just like it's just like dude like get this thing out of here or like if i'm listening to it in order like you said uh one of the times when i was listening to it in order like I was kind of I was listening to it and then all of a sudden there's that like couple seconds of silent and then boom harder than my demons comes back on I'm like dude what's going on like, yep like, yeah it, I hate it, that. it annoyed me so I had to delete it and now I have to sit there and it still bothers me to this day I'm looking at it right now on my phone and Apple Music do you want to show the complete album it's like <laughs> I have the complete album like leave me alone it, I don't know dude it's OCD for me 
No, I'm with you, man, and you just reminded me. I just went ahead and deleted that song off of my track list as well. So, yeah, I, I, I was thinking to myself, why did he not end it right there? And I was like, oh, shit. All right. Okay. All right. Good job. Good job, Sean. Good job, hit boy, Kanye, whoever was behind that. Y'all ended it properly. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But great outro, nonetheless. Great outro. Uh, yeah. Great outro. I, I enjoyed it very much. Let's go to your last track here because this is a track that – um, honestly, pretty much all of your tracks I would have picked for myself. I was kind of, I was kind of hot when I texted you, what are the tracks you want? And then you just went with the ones I was like, damn. All right. So go to your last track. Cause this is obviously a, what are the most important, if not the most important record on here? Absolutely, man. Low hanging fruit right here, man. Friday night cypher. This was actually the first song that I played when I listened to the album. It, I was up at really? midnight, ready to call it a night. But I wanted to hear one song. I was, I was like, I, let me hear what this one sounds like because I didn't feel that it mattered what place I heard it um, due right. to the kind of the nature of it. Right. And I'm surprised more artists don't do posse cuts, especially when they're region themed. Uh, yeah. They, they usually have a high percentage of working in my head. I'm thinking they usually work pretty well. And I feel like the people had a variety um of kind of their favorite verses on here. We, we talked about oh, this yeah. on our show and I asked Lou who his top three was on here and it was completely different from my top three. And mm. I thought that was dope. And I liked that they, they switched the beat up to match the particular artist's style. Yeah. Um, it kind of shows the diversity of, of the Detroit hip hop scene. Like nobody sounds the same yeah. on there. You know what I mean? Everybody has completely different styles and sounds and with all this, like, Detroit doesn't like Big Sean narrative, like, I can't tell because he stays with a collab yeah. from a Detroit artist. So uh, they don't seem to have any issues. And if they don't, then why should I, man? This, the song was dope. Um, ten minutes, it was fire. I know he talked about how he, you know, there was a couple of people that he wanted to add or people may be like, man, why wasn't I on there? Yeah. It was like, bro, it's already ten minutes long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I can't I can't push it too much, but I thought it worked. I thoroughly enjoyed that record. I actually find myself revisiting this record a lot. Oh yeah, considering it being ten minutes long, so that's that's a win. Uh, dope, dope song. Yeah, dope song, and uh, I I love it because with Sean and M, uh, this is likely going to go gold or platinum. So now these all these artists, these Detroit artists, are probably going to get a gold or platinum plaque dope. from this song. Um, just off the strength of like M M's fans being M's fans and Sean's fans being Sean's fans, but uh, no, this is cool. I like what you said. I like that it that it showed it showed the versatility of Detroit because a lot of people look at Detroit in a certain way, especially when it comes to the rap scene. Yeah, uh, they they look at it as very one dimensional, but people don't realize uh, how how versatile it is. You got, I mean, this this spans generations. This spans mm. uh, sounds. It, it it really is just. Uh, uh, an awesome, an awesome collection of talent. Um, I was talking to my my boy Nate, who's who's from Detroit, and he was talking about how, you know, he wished they would have paid more homage to the Friday Night Cipher itself. You know, some of shouting out some of the DJs or having some of them involved in that. Mm. Um, that would have been cool. I I agree with him there. I understand that, but I think that I think that just by doing it, uh, just by calling it Friday Night Cipher is is homage is good homage in and of itself. Um, mm -hmm. I like that you said the beat the the beat switches. One of the things I want to get your take on because my friend who's a producer, um, the one who I listened to albums with, he was he, he was he's very tapped into especially what's going on in Detroit, um, being so close to Detroit that that we are, and 
you know, he he felt like, yeah, the 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 tempo was there, but uh, instrumentally it didn't really like. He wished it would have felt more Detroit-ish, at least part parts of the way through. Like mm. there were there were parts that that um that were very Detroit tempo wise, um, and then there was some that switched it up. It kind of went away from that, but. But I, I kind of felt what he was saying there and that it wasn't traditional. It didn't have some of the same elements of, of instruments as uh, as a lot of Detroit had. It, it had the tempo for the most part throughout the record. It had pretty much all the way through except for those few slowed down parts. It had uh, it was very much like that Detroit tempo of like, you know, high energy. But yeah. outside of that, um, it was very it, it was he said it didn't feel Detroit enough. I mean, did you feel that way or or not really? I mean, that as not being super tapped in, like I listened to probably, uh, I listened to Forty Two Doug, I listened to Sean, I listened to Royce, and I listened to a little bit of T Grizzly, yeah. and I listened to Baldy. So I, I'm I'm I listen to those five pretty regularly, okay. um, but everyone else I've either never heard of or uh, I just ha- I, I'm not deep in their catalog like that. Right. So. I'm not sure what specifically the Detroit sound that he's referring to is. So that yeah. might go over my head a little bit, but mm-hmm. I thought when I listened to it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I had Me to too. nitpick, I would say, I wish that, um, I wish that Royce would have rapped over the same beat that Boldy was over. Um, I don't Ooh, like yeah. him rapping over the Sada beat, uh, that even though that fits Sada more, I just, I, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that style. Uh, but that's my only like real nitpick if I just had to find something or find a hole in it, so to speak. But I, I, I enjoyed it. And even though I don't like Sada Baby like that, I still listen to this record and I'm not skipping oh, yeah. this part or nothing. Like it's yeah. just, I'm just not, a, that's not my thing. I, I've got hella friends that dig it though. Like they love that shit, but I can't get with it. Yeah. I think, I think that's another thing that, uh, that, that we might slightly disagree on. It sounds like, but, uh, for the most part, I did like how Sean arranged this record, right? Like I liked how each artist kind of came to the next one, the beat switches, um, everything did feel like it was very well put to like this, this didn't, this didn't feel like something that like, all right, you put like the, you put like the New York state of mind beat on and like, like 10 rappers go, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't as simple. It wasn't as simple as that. It was, it was very constructed to, okay, who's going to go after who yep. or when are we going to switch the beat? Like that's a lot to, that's a lot to deal with because obviously, you know, you're each, each rapper is writing to a certain beat too. They're not just writing a bunch of acapellas and, and being strung together. At least I don't think that's how it went. Right. But, um, but it was very cool and then to come full circle and have Eminem like end it with the whole with the whole original beat uh was w- was very cool so i i got to ask i got to ask the question man since you said it and i haven't listened to your podcast yet i told you the reason i i hadn't listened is because i knew you guys were reviewing Detroit too <laughs> so i did i wanted to wait until we had our conversation so that everything was fresh and and i didn't know what your thoughts were so now that we're here uh who are your top 3 hardest verses on on Friday night cipher Man, I, I've got to go M. I thought he, yep. I thought he spazzed. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Sean snapped too, man. Like I know oh, it's yeah. a cheat code, but I thought he snapped, and I yeah. really liked. Um, I actually like Cash Doll. I thought she was funny. Like I, I, yeah, I thought she, she had cool. a cool verse. Uh, but honestly, again, I, I dug a lot of. I, I was digging a lot of people on here, man. Like I thought it yeah. just worked. I loved how it flowed. Oh, yeah. 
Um, like you said, it doesn't just sound like people submitted seven songs and we he just chopped them up. It actually sounded cohesive, and that's a yeah. really hard feat um, for uh, something as lofty as a nine-minute, you know, posse cut. So, uh, but those, I, if I had to say, those are my three. Honestly, if I listen to it two more times, I might switch up. But uh, I thought they all, I thought everybody kind of did their thing and, and showed them why they they deserve yeah. to be on there. Yeah, I mean. When I first listened to it, I didn't like M's at all. I mm. just, I was like, for once, I, for one time, I was just like, M, just, just relax, like <laughs> once, just like, I, I know you hate it. Like I've, I've listened to his interviews where he says, you know, like, oh, like it's just, it's just, I, I, I get it. He's, he's an alien. He's so great at what he does that, like, to him, doing something that other people do is boring. Yeah. I get it. But for once, I would like to see him do what everybody else does like i would like to see him rap at like the temple of like a t grizzly or something for a sure. minute like you know just to, just to feel something different but then i listened to it again and i was like wow like he really just had bar after bar like it was just like it was like his punch lines were hard man like they weren't they weren't super corny this time man. they weren't you know all about like i'll mash your face into a tv center type shit like they were like they were actually like hard bars that i enjoyed uh, so M quickly became amongst my favorites. I I like Sean's verse the most personally. Yeah. Um, I really like Royce's. Uh, I love I I love him going over the Sada baby just because it was so different. Mm. Uh, I I like I like Royce doing that, and I like that he I like that they placed uh, Sada baby in between Sean and Royce too. I like that Sean didn't just end it with him, Royce and M, which is like kind of like. Those are different style rappers, but those are like a clear differential than everyone else that is on the record. Agreed. So I like that, you know, that that he kind of constructed it that way to kind of give it an ebb and flow so that everybody nobody went too long without hearing uh without hearing their preference, if Agreed. that makes sense. Um so my top three would probably be would probably be Sean, then I'd go then I'd go Royce, then M. Then probably honorable mentions to to Boldy and Payroll because I I really liked Payrolls a lot and yeah. I liked Boldy's Boldy's a lot as well and and, and T Grizzly, agreed. Um, it just it was great. I I didn't think there was a whack verse either. To be clear, like I, yeah. I didn't think there was anybody. There's nobody on there that that I that I'm like waiting to skip over. <laughs> like everybody everybody had a good part. Everybody was enjoyable, so to me, this was a this was a huge success, and I'm and I'm very happy as somebody that loves Detroit, and mm. Sean being the person that he is, and again, this goes back to the the conversation of Sean just wanting to create that connect with Detroit yeah. um, on a much higher level. I I hope that this I hope that this does. I hope that I'll be interested to see how other people in the Detroit rap scene. I feel like the rappers that are in the Detroit scene like Sean a lot more than the fans of the Detroit rap scene. Mm, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I, I wonder if he'll, I wonder if he released this instrumental and kind of have guys over the city, you know, that didn't make yeah, it, maybe cool. make their own version. That'd be kind of dope. That would be really cool, actually. I'd love to see that. Yeah, that'd be dope. Or, now, or this even, worked, and this could have failed miserably, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> or if you really want to just set yourself up for a major challenge, like when the inevitable label pushes for the deluxe edition of this record of which god how can you how can you do a deluxe edition to 21 records but yeah. uh but but doing the deluxe edition here you know maybe you do do a friday night cypher remix and you add more to it yeah or some something like that you know what why not i i think that's a very good move because like you said there's there's some artists in detroit that could have uh just based off of their status 
could have deserved to be on here. Yeah. Um, but but again, I think it was. I I just think it was a ten out of ten to me. It was it. It's not the most perfect record in the world, but it it's it's damn damn good at what it does, and it, and it it checks off everything that it needs to to make it work. It, it served its purpose, man. And I and I haven't heard one person say they didn't like that record. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. The closest I heard was was my boy Nate, and like I said, I was that was just because he he grew up going to the Friday night cypher scene and like, not like, you know, he was kind of disappointed at the fact that it wasn't really, um, more of a presence in the, uh, in the actual, uh, song itself. But yeah, for the most part, like you said, I mean, I, I've got no complaints about it. A lot of people love it. Uh, I think we're done with that record. We could jump to my last record here. Sure. And that is the baddest. Mm. Now, this is the closest to boring on the album for me. It has high energy. Sean's verse, first verse, in, in my opinion, is probably his weakest verse on, on the whole album. Mm. Uh, maybe that's an argument. But uh, the second verse is really fire. I like it. It just, to me, the issue with this record is it feels very TikTok-ish. It feels very label-ish, which takes away from what is an otherwise very grounded album. That It feels like it feels very uh monumental and important and this feels like this feels like the 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 label kind of wanting to have that one song in there that just that that could potentially be a a tiktok challenge like i can imagine you know a, a tiktok of janae echo you know just kind of like <laughs> standing in front of the camera and then the beat drops and it says show me who uh show me which bitch is the baddest or whatever it goes yeah, like yeah. and then janae's just like starts you know changes into some fire outfit or something like that like <laughs> I could I could see something like that happening with this record. It just feels very again TikTok-ish to me and maybe maybe I don't know, maybe that's something Sean wants. I can't imagine a grown man at 30 would want that, but maybe you do as an artist. I understand that Drake Drake wants that. Drake True. wants the TikTok cuz he understands his fan base, but Sean's fan base isn't necessarily um of that of that cloth the the TikTok world. But uh, maybe maybe you do want to have one of those that you could just kind of sit back for a day as an artist and kind of look at a bunch of people like dance or do some type of something to your to your song. You know, I don't I don't know. Did it? Am I tripping here? Did it feel like that to you? You're gonna laugh when you hear when you listen to um, our review. I thought this song was trash. Um, <laughs> I said it on there. This was probably my least favorite. I think that beat, those horns, I, I want to say that's a sample from like a movie or I, I don't know. Hmm. It, it came I'll off like a sample. Right I'll look it up right now. Yeah, uh, so, I, so I, I got the idea. It was ambitious. I understand why it was recorded. I think it shouldn't have made the album, though. I think they should have heard it on playback and been like, okay, this, this concept sounded better in my head. Um and so yeah, let's go ahead and scrap this one. Like that should have left that should have been left on the cutting room floor. It just doesn't work. Uh, it's trash in relation to the rest of the album. You know what I mean? Like it's not mm -hmm. the worst song I've ever heard. I'm not gonna yeah. jump off a cliff. But in regards to everything else, it's like no, nah, that's a skip. It just, it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay, it looks like it's from the Godzilla movie of 1992. Yep. Okay. I knew okay, it was something, dude. Yeah. According to Who Sample, by the way, shout out Who Sample. Uh, it's a great app. Yeah, they on um, point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So that that little. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's, gotcha. Yeah. yeah that, that's, I, I figured it was from some type of monster movie, and I was like, 
Like yeah. somebody, if somebody would have said that or played that actual theme and been like, "Yo, I can chop this up and that should be dope," <laughs> it would be like, "Yeah, that should be hard." But no, they they did it. It was like, eh. <laughs> but no, yeah. Okay, no, nah. it didn't. It didn't translate as well as we thought. It's, that should have been scrapped. That song was trash. Yeah, that was a song that to me was again very just like just boring and other and like and felt superficial and otherwise very grounded album that had a lot of weight to it that had a lot of significance to it mm. but uh i do enjoy i do enjoy the second verse on here i think he i think he uh he really snapped on on, on the second verse which made me really enjoy i'm trying to look up one of the lines that, that i liked out here um i mean uh, i mean run trenches, it back. it's a different type of it's a different type of tension you know i, I liked lines like that he mm. had uh um, oh yeah, he had had people that loved me, doubted me, but that brought the best out of me. That studying my every move, go get your ass a damn degree. You listen to me, <laughs> I listen to you. Like that ain't it, Chief. Like, like you know, he had some bars in there that I enjoyed. Um, but in the second verse, but for the most part, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for that song. And that is, again, I I won't call it a I won't call it a miss yeah. because I I I think it's listenable. But yeah, like you said, I mean, of of an album that's otherwise surrounded with a lot of high quality songs, this is by far the last one. Actually, matter of fact, I have when I made a playlist, when I ended up making a playlist of all my favorite songs at the very end of the um, of my run throughs of the albums, like five, six times, I ended up I ended up having only two songs outside of the skits um, that weren't thrown on my potential candidate for the top 100 songs of the year. And that's uh, the one with Young Thug and this one, the baddest. Mm. Those were the only two that that sat with me. So I felt like in this, uh, this is a very good album, and we'll get to overall thoughts in a minute. But I felt it was fair to bring up the one part of the album that to me was was, was pretty dull. Agreed. Yeah, it was, it, same for me. Same for me. I didn't rock with that joint at all. All right, we ready to get into overall thoughts and uh, and list our favorite tracks and get out of here for sure. All right. Uh, I'll kick it off. So to me, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I mean, AT song with no clear misses. Like I said, I think that baddest is probably the closest thing to it. Then you combine that with three very great skits is an exceptional feat that we shouldn't take lightly, um, especially in an era where we as music listeners are are trending towards less and less and, and just less being more. I know I was somebody that at first didn't like that. I liked the idea of having great long albums, but now that I've been hit with so many good shorter albums and so many bad longer albums, I'm starting to, I'm starting to come around on that. But uh, I love the mental space Sean is in, especially with all the ugliness going on in the world today. And when you hear him get very open about his personal life, it makes his project feel like it, we're getting something that was worth three years of wait. I feel like Sean is just giving us so much content on this album that I really enjoy. The sequencing to the album is great. There's a constant flow and rhythm to the project that keeps the album full and the full album listen just engaging. Uh, The variety in production and features also helps to keep things fresh. I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, I literally have no complaints about this album. I feel like this is his best project. And I think Mm -hmm. that if you were ranking his best songs, uh, if you were ranking his best songs, this project would have more than any of his other projects. Mm. I just think that they're... I just think that he's done higher. He 
this is him doing higher versions of everything he's done for the most part. There's a few songs on here that we didn't even get to talk about, like Full Circle, Guard Your Heart, mm-hmm. like songs that, are, that I would hold very high in Big Sean's catalog that, uh, that again, are, are songs that were that almost get a little bit lost in the sauce because of how good this project is. Yeah. And so right now where it stands, this is, to me, album of the year so far and what's been a light year that we talked about. However, with Cole, Kendrick, and Drake coming, I don't imagine that that belt will be held for long, but this does set the bar really high because if one of those artists flop, and this is a question I want to toss to you before we get to uh, before we get to your overall thoughts, mm-hmm. I mean, if one of the artists flop with, with their album, one of those big three, Drake, Cole, Kendrick, uh, does Sean make this a big four? Is this is, do we think this is good enough to kind of push him there? See that that's where things get tricky because <clears throat> if someone does flop, will they have the crutch of 2020 just being trash to lean on? True. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's a lot of stuff. Can, we we talked about this as well. Kendrick was, in my opinion, was supposed to come out earlier in the year so he could headline yep. Coachella. Um, yep. With now, with everything going on and people like, yo, where's Kendrick at? I guarantee you he had to go back to the drawing board on several of those records just because of what's transpired from then until now. So Mm -hmm. now if he does that and he feels pressure to put something out and maybe, quote unquote, rush something out, then you you can fall back on this year's kind of shitty. He had to rush something out. You can get a pass, um, especially if you don't feel that he's missed um then you can yeah you which can he hasn't fail but i just gotta throw that in there because of the tip of bar oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. listen let's be clear he has missed he's missing he missed. no swing and a miss with the pimple butterfly but i'll defer to the culture that you know hails that project so i and that's cool i'll let that slide but um i i don't know and, and then plus people's disdain for sean as a person i saw a lot of right him being lame and uh, this and that and this and that, which I didn't understand. So I think mm-hmm. that will prohibit him from being put in those conversations just because people don't seem to not care too much for him as a person. Not everybody. I'm just, there was a narrative I saw, um, you know, on Twitter and on, on social media about, you know, okay, here's big Sean again. And I'm like, damn, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Um, so that may prohibit him from being put in that, in that top three, top four, upper echelon, tier one group. I personally love the album. Um, I'm coming right in under you at eight. I thought it was very strong. I thought it was worth the wait. I revisit several joints. As a matter of fact, I don't just go to specific joints. I just run the whole project back. Yeah. Um, I I, I I thought it worked. I was looking forward to this crazy. I, I will say Dark Sky Paradise to me is better um, but uh, honestly, you could you can take your pick. I'm not I'm not upset at anybody that says that they prefer this one over that. I get it totally. Uh, I thought it worked. I'm glad it was 20 something tracks on here, man. We've been thirsty for some material this year. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID slowed down the rap game a lot. So if you were gonna drop an album with 20 plus joints, now would be the time. Um, yeah. And, and, whenever, whenever he's got no but nothing but time. That's what I'm saying. So like, hey, I'm I'm on the Madden anyway, man. That's cool. It's more for me to listen to, and I'm glad he stuck with the skits um, that he carried oh, over yeah. from Detroit One. I'm I'm glad he was able to Very do that, cool. and it all just worked, man. So uh, I'm digging it. Solid eight, great album. It'll be on my top ten list, e- like easily, easily yeah. on my top ten list. Probably top five, depending on who else drops. Yeah. 
Uh, I do think I, I do think that the skits were very great, and I wish I, I wish we would have highlighted them a little bit more because like the Dave Chappelle one was cool to me because he had that one stand up. I think it was like back in 2017. It was one of his first stand ups that he did with Netflix, mm. where he talked about bombing in Detroit. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And this was like the backstory to it, and that was a really cool thing to get. Um, the Stevie Wonder. I mean. I mean, the fact that he got Stevie to admit that he saw the piano, I mean, <laughs> that was something that I saw on Twitter going nuts over for the weekend, and that yeah. was, like, the funniest thing to me. They're like, they're like, quote, I saw the piano. <laughs> like, like, everybody's like, this got to be a classic just off the strength that we that we deaded Stevie's blindness. <laughs> and I, like, I will say this. I was I was just slightly let down that we didn't get any harmonica work on here, though. I, I When I saw oh, featuring yeah. Stevie... I thought we were going to get some some instrumentation. I was like, oh, shit. Because I, I really yeah. like what he did on that Astral World. I thought that shit was Oh, fine. yeah, that was so amazing. Yeah, yeah, so so, I, I have one friend that dislikes that, and we argue, what? like, vehemently. Yeah, and the craziest thing is he's, like, uh, the biggest Travis Stan I know. Wow. But that's, like, the one Travis song, like, he's just like, yeah, this song's trash. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, the hardest, tra- one of the hardest Travis songs ever. Easy. Dude. Like, Easy. Yeah, he's, he's bugging. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if they're wrong. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I, I was I was a little let down by that. But overall, man, great project, great album. Uh, you know, he's stacking up his discography, man. It's looking good. Yeah, absolutely, definitely worth the wait. Uh, what are some of your favorite? Give me like three, three to five. I know there's. I know like with me, I'm looking at the track list right now, and I'm deciding, okay, which are my which are my five because I want to name like nine, but go ahead and give, just give me however many favorites you want to give me. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I, I rocked with, um, I rock with harder than my demons. I rock with yep. obviously lucky me, deep reverence. I was cool with, um, guard your heart too. Uh, I, th- yeah. I thought that was super dope. And then what's grown on me since I've listened to this. Cause I didn't actually care for it at first is full circle. I actually didn't care for that at first. I don't really? like drums on there either. Um, mm. So the production on there was and eh, I had to get past that. But what he's saying and the concept of the record is nuts. So that has yeah. grown on me um, since earlier in the week when I when I spoke about this on the pod. So those are some of my favorite joints just off the dome. Okay, uh, for me, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Lucky Me, Deep Reverence, Harder Than My Demons, Everything's Missing, and probably uh, Don Life and Friday Night Cipher. I really like Don Life too. That was an, another one that we didn't get to talk about. That was super hard with Lil Wayne. Yeah, that sample uh, nuts. I had to copy. And then having the Meek in the back. Oof. That shit is fire, man. I that, I had to get the hoodie just off the strength. Um, <laughs> that's a fire fire sample that they flipped. Dope production. Shout out to um, shout out to Hill Boy though, man. Like he did his thing on here, um, crafting the project, working with him oh, closely yeah. on it. And he's had a nice, a nice 2020 quiet as kept man, working year. with Nas, working with Sean. Who knows what he, what else he's got coming up? But uh, he's been doing his thing, man. Real quiet, uh, a dark horse MVP uh, candidate for hip hop in 2020. I definitely agree, and I think that I don't know how close Drake, Cole, Sean, and Kendrick are to releasing their albums, but I definitely think that if they're still touching up their albums after hearing this and Nas, I think they should definitely reach out. A hundred percent, and I think we get, I think we get that OVO in October. I'm calling it. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like too. I feel like, I feel like that's coming October. I feel like Kendrick, who knows when, 
who who knows when i think very i think i think that's coming within probably the next month or two as well cole cole it always felt like to me he was aiming for the election because of the whole fall off campaign thing Mm -hmm. that he was doing but um again man i give up trying to predict because covid i i spent i i think i sent you that document where i spent like literally hours going (laughs) through like a hundred rap artists and like trying to figure out Okay, when are they gonna drop? Okay, Kendra's kind of lining up with these festivals, so this means this. Yep. And COVID just like destroyed that document, and now it's just like anybody could come at any time. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll just fuck it. Uh, I'm tired of trying to guess it. We'll just see if it happens. But hopefully, we get the big three before the end of the year for sure. Yeah, that would be a nice way to close out the big three, especially if they're packed. Uh, it would be very fun if we got two of those to drop on the same week, too. Oh, my God. Can you picture that? That would be very fun. They won't do it. <laughs> no. They won't do it because, you know, everybody understands their territory. But I think they are all looking around at each other like, all right, there's not that much real estate left in the year. Yep. Who's dropping? Yep. Like, you know what I mean? I think they are looking at each other. I think we'll get something that's within the same month, but I don't think we'll get um, – same week yeah I, i'm with you on that i don't think so either they, they're gonna give space for their projects to breathe got to oh yeah absolutely but all right thank you animal brown for coming on the podcast man i greatly appreciate everything that you do i'm a big fan of you and on deck now that now that i'm finally done with this podcast i can listen to yours and catch up <laughs> on, on what you and spike lou do but um thank you for coming on the podcast man i always appreciate you and uh for the big Sean one, I knew for a fact I had to I had to have you on this one. So thank you, man. I appreciate the invite, man, and everything that you got going on as well. Um, super dope. Anytime, man. We can rap. Love talking this hip hop shit, dog. Anytime. Anytime, man. Anytime. And uh, that that two K. Listen, <laughs> listen. We gotta we gotta we gotta run a two K league again. And I promise I won't draft you on it. <laughs> yeah, man. That two K. Listen, I'm the last guy to talk shit in two K. So. <laughs> I'm just okay. I'm more no, of a I mad spike guy. <laughs> but, yeah, you were kicking ass and taking names in that 2K. I got to get it to you. Oh, man. Oh, man. And Spike Spike was just like, I would text him on the side, like, yo, you want to play? I'd be like, nah, I'm playing you the last game of the season. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> Facts. Like, like, the only one that, was, that wasn't scared to play me was M Extra. <laughs> and he should have been. Yeah, and he should have been because I ran him. He was like, <laughs> I remember he just put at the end, he just put like in the group chat after I smacked him, he's just like, dude, Giannis is good. <laughs> I smoked him. I beat the brakes off him. I haven't I have gotten 2K21. I'm saving it for the new system. but Yeah, um, I haven't gotten it either. Yeah. But, I'll probably hold but, yeah, up. When it when it comes you get in the you get in the five or the or the Xbox two or the one or I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go PS5. Me too. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But I think some of my friends are trying to push me to Xbox, so we'll see how it goes. But either way, they gotta make the next two K cross platform. Yeah, like I, I don't know what That's the like whole the only thing is, that's man. not you cross- might as well, dude. It's the only thing that's not cross platform now. Yeah, that's stupid. They need to they need to get over themselves and make that shit happen. That'll be dope. Yeah, for sure. All right, Animal Brown, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. As always, I appreciate you, my brother. Glad to see that you're doing well. Um, you know, hope to Hope to be able to, you know, travel and see you guys soon or something. You know, whether you come to Detroit, I go back to Atlanta. Um, we got we got to make something happen soon. Absolutely, man. Hey, until then, stay safe, man. You as well. Best to you and yours. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. For sure.